morning. Welcome to the Barn Sunday Morning Services. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. I do appreciate it. You can get involved by calling the number there on the screen uh, or emailing us as well about any topic, but especially today's topic. And happy Mother's Day, all your mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. Wow. This is like a major day. Isn't that something? So happy Mother's Day. Y'all can say thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> happy Mother's Day. Your husband going to take you somewhere today? Or is he going to make you stay home and cook? <laughs> huh? Oh, but they, she is a mother, though. And he won't come to her with the mic, huh? Wait until the mic guy come back. What are they doing? Uh, you said you've been celebrating all month long? Yes. Mother's Day? No, we've been doing things and going places. So. For Mother's Day? For any day. I'm sorry? Any day. Oh. So <laughs> is he going to cook for you today or take you out? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what we have planned for today. Uh, probably nothing. Anyway, happy Mother's Day. Um, um, I want to, any questions or comments or anything about anything? I want to talk to you about the Holy Spirit. Anybody ever heard of the Holy Spirit? Oh, okay. Anybody here have the Holy Spirit? Only one person for sure. One lady wants to raise her hand. She's doing like this. And, and he's doing this. You're not sure, right? And you're pretty sure. It, it, nobody else has the Holy Spirit. You sure? Can I get another one? Okay, right here. Oh, you, you have it too? Yes. He's like, okay, right here. Uh-oh, another one. Another one. <laughs> if I keep waiting, <laughs> everybody will say it. You have the Holy Spirit. Well, my question is, are we born with the Holy Spirit or do we have to ask God for it? Are we born with the Holy Spirit or do we have to ask God for the Holy Spirit? Casey, you have the Holy Spirit? She said no. She's not sure. Okay. Do we have to ask for it or are we born with it? Uh, you have, you say you have it? Yes. Okay. Uh, um, I, I believe you have to ask for it um, because... Uh, did you ask for it? Yes. So you didn't have it before? Um, I, I think you, you were you're born with it. It's, it's, it's because... Wait, 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 wait. Stay with ahead. me. Which one is it? Born with it or ask for it? Well, both. Both? Yes. So you, if you're born with it, why do you need to ask for it? Because it's buried underneath all that sin and your ego and pride. Oh. So in order for it to emerge... Um, you need to ask for it to, uh, to, to come forward and, take, and redirect your life and, and uh, change and transform so, you. So you asked for it? Yes. And, you, and it came? Yes. And how do you know? Because uh, my life uh, is, 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 is changing for the better and uh, uh, starting to experience a sense of freedom and, and peace in my life. Okay. All right. And you say you have it too? I do. You do? 
And did you ask for it or were you born with it? And this is not like a test or anything. So relax. We're just fellowshipping to make sure we know what we know about God. All right. And about the scripture. So you have it. And I'm sorry, did you ask for it or were you born with it? I think you're born with it. How about you? Were you born with it or did you have to ask for it? I think I was born with it. You're not sure? No, I think, well. Well, think mean I'm not sure. Right. Well, then I'm not sure. Oh, you're not sure? Which part are you not sure about? If you have it or do you have to ask are you born with it? Whether you're born with it. And so, but you say you have it, right? Yes. And how did you get it? Were you born with it or did you ask? Well, I think I wanted it desperately. And I think it's there, but it's like this man said, it's kind of not active. It's like (laughs) inactive or something. You're not. It's on hold. Well, you're just not reaching for that when you're young. And as you get older, you, you want it. So you, it's, but it's there. It's there for everybody. Right. That's your gift that you. So is it active in you now? Yes. And how do you know? I know because God has directed me for, to do things and he's directed my life and, and has helped me and just, um, where I couldn't have done what I do. <laughs> okay. What is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? Um, so you could be with God. So you could be with God? Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. What's the purpose of the Holy Spirit? Behind you, behind you buddy. Yeah. To bring we all gotta, the... When, before you start talking, wait until the mic gets to you before you speak. To bring all of Jesus' teachers uh, to remembrance. To bring all of Jesus' teachers to Te- rem- uh, teachings to remembrance. Oh, okay. To remembrance. All right. And you say you have it. You raise your hand that you had it, right? <clears throat> I believe it's there. You're not sure. Well, I'm not born again. I know that, so I know it doesn't reside 24/7. How do you know you're not born again? Because I still have. Uh, Hatred, some, you know, that I catch. And, oh, really? You know, impatience, yeah. you know. Don't Why don't realize. you let all that go? Uh, you know, it, it's like I have let it go, but sometimes it'll sneak up on me, and I, then I realize, whoa, I, that's hate, you know, for it. You know, it's like I didn't recognize it. Right. I'll see it, you know, I go, ooh, that's hate. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, like, why don't you let it go away from you? Like, out um, of you, so you don't have to even be concerned yeah, about it. I, I'm just calling Jesus to help, you know, help me get through that. Oh, okay. And you believe you have the Holy Spirit? Well, I believe it's there, yes. Did you ask for it, or were you born with it? Uh, I was born with it. You are born with it? How do you know that? <laughs> because something's had to be gotten me and protecting me. Oh, okay. You know, because I, I've, I think I've almost lost my life. Too many times, <laughs> oh. so many times, I, I've lost count. And it's always been there to rescue me. What is the purpose of it? Save me. To save you? Oh, okay. This is fun, huh? Right? I guess not. Right, okay, thank you. Right here with the white shirt. You say you have it, right? Like that? 
Okay. Uh, okay, you have it. Yes. Were you born with it, or did you ask for it? You were born with it. You were born with it? And how do you know? Because uh, I remember when I was real little, uh, before I could, I just know there was something there. And uh, I didn't really know at the time what it was. And, uh, but it turns out that's what it was. Oh, and is it operating you now? Yes. It is, how do you know? Uh, what is it doing? Give me examples of what it's doing for you. Um, well, what ha what in my life, personally, I do things that aren't right, and it causes like a lot of pain and anguish, and I know that it's, I stop because of the pain, and I draw back, and then it's, it's I don't know, that's kind of like what's happening to me right now. Oh, okay. So I don't know if that's the right thing, but that's what I'm All right. happy. Uh, you, you still have a lot of anger and stuff on this side? Uh, you know, I think I do. Um, and then that's part of the thing that caused me pain, you know. Why so, do you think you have anger? Uh, it's kind of like a frustration or something about what people don't, you know, don't care about stuff. And, and it just... Uh, kind of makes me angry. So you're angry that other people don't care about stuff? Uh, and why are you angry about what other people care about? I don't know. Cares it's something about. I shouldn't be involved with, but I, you know, it's something i got to let go of. You know? Right. Is it, is it hard to let go? No, not really. You well, know, why don't I, you let it go then? Well, I, you know, when I see it, I just watch it and I let it go. And it just drifts away. Okay. But when I say let go, I mean don't have it at all. Frankie, hold the mic down a little bit, but not, Frankie, don't hold it, the mic had the head of it. Bring your hand down so I'm on the mic. Oh, you know, oh, okay. I didn't want you to cover the top. Say what now? Uh, yeah, I think you're right about not even being involved with it in the first place. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm starting to see that, you know, so it, it, you don't even have to be, uh, go through the whole process of getting involved with it in the first place. You just see it first and then stop. Without, so you're not actually getting involved with it. But see, there's something even better than that. It's like God takes it away from you so you don't have to even worry about making sure you see it or not see it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want. Right. You want him to take the spirit of anger away from you, which is unforgiveness. Right. Because what's happening, when you're judging those folks who are not doing the right thing or saying the right thing, that's not love, and God wants you to be of love. He wants you to love those folks and not hate them. Right. And, and so if you have the Holy Spirit, how are you able to hate them like that? Mm. I don't know. I can see that's wrong. You know, I just know that it's not right. But you, you know, can't can, help but do it, but hate them? Well, you know, I don't know if uh, it's slowly going away. It's just not becoming an issue, All you right. know. Okay. Slowly going away, just like fading away. Do you believe that it's possible not to have it inside of you at all? Yes. Okay. Um, when you say anger is slowly going away, I don't understand. And I hear that a lot. Oh, I got it, but it's not the same. It's slowly going away. Whereas anger is a spirit. It's another identity that's made a home in you. And either you have it or don't have it. How come you say it's slowly going away? I don't know how it slowly go away. It's like being part pregnant, but not all the way pregnant. 
Well, I think what happens is I try to engage this, whatever it is, and that's actually making it worse. Yes. And I, that's the pro, the, what I say, if I keep stu- stepping back from it and, and not, you know, l- becoming a part of the, what's happening. And that's what I mean. I'm more and more, it's, it seems I just keep stepping back from it more and more until it's just becoming a memory. Well, what I would recommend you do, do what you want, of course, but when you feel it in you, you should relax in it. You know, don't try to step away from it or anything. Just know that you have it and relax in it. And that is letting go so that God can get rid of it for you. You know, because of ourselves, we can do nothing. And you're taking actions right. based on what you have learned to do. Right. So, so you're telling yourself you're stepping back, right? Mm-hmm. When really you're still trying to do something about right. it yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's why you haven't. One of the reasons you haven't got it's not gone yet. Does that make sense? Yes. But if you just see it, the, the only thing that is required of us is to observe, not to do anything else but to observe. So if you could just feel the pain by relaxing in it, then you're letting go and God will take care of it. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah. Yes, it does. Will you try that? Yes. Yeah. And it's going to be painful to relax in pain, you know. It's like somebody you're hitting your finger or something, you know. But if you relax in it, you're letting go. Then you can get over it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah. Oh, okay. Give that a try. Okay. Uh, anybody over here? You say you have it? Hold on a minute. I was the first to raise my hand. Oh, you were? <laughs> well, see, that's good. And the first shall be last. <laughs> oh, yeah. <clears throat> yes, I have it. And are we born with it, or, I, I don't, or do we have to ask for it? Well, we have to ask for it, for sure. We do? Um, the born part, I'm not, really, I'm not really sure about that. Oh, think. okay. And so one day you were walking down the road, and you said, Oh, Lord, give me the Holy Spirit? I was, technically, I was riding my bike. <laughs> and you said, Lord, I want the Holy Spirit? Well, I was doing, I was doing confirmation, and then, I, and then me and this, uh, like a teacher was teaching me about it, and I asked for the Holy Spirit when I was young. But definitely it died out because I had, I had ignored him as I got into my teens. And, um, but not until recently then do I, did I ask for it again that I really you know, have been experiencing. And when uh, you asked for it again, what happened? It came? Yeah, I just, um, I, there, it's, it's just all the little things in my life are there's something going on that's not me, that's helping me, that's happening. Yeah. That's there. It's there. I know it's there. I can feel it. I can sense it. I can, you know, and uh, and it's not me. And so, what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit? Well, I guess it's so that we don't hear God or Jesus, but we hear something through them, but not them specifically. You know, so it's. I, I kind of wonder if it's them creating uh, something for us, but that it's not so loud or you know, uh, visualized or personalized as being them. Okay. So you're not sure what the purpose is. You think that that's what it is? Well, it's to guide us, um, to, to be there with us. Um, turn to, Stephen, turn to uh, John fourteen twenty six. I'm sorry? You don't have no Bible? I don't have no Bible. Did you bring your cell phone? <laughs> 
You don't have the Bible? Wow. <laughs> you, you don't even know how to find it? Aren't you married? Your husband is not teaching you about the Bible? Put the mic. I'm sorry. Give me the mic, Pat. Why are you? Robert, hold the mic for. Let Robert hold the mic today. I think you'll do a little bit better than Pat. I read the Bible, but I don't know where things are. Oh, okay. you don't know where the scriptures are. Okay. All right. Have your husband to teach you, all right? Uh, Tay, go to uh, John 14 26. Robert, over here with the mic. No Bible. I'm sorry? No Bible. What? You brought your cell phone? Sure. But not the Bible? Um, the Bible is on my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell your mama on you. You grew up with the Bible. Yes. All right. Uh, uh, right here. You have to go to John 14, 26. And here's uh, one of the purposes, at least, of the Holy Spirit. You want verse 26, 14, 26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. Yeah. That's one purpose of the Holy Spirit is to teach us everything. And um, we, I believe that we are born with it, with the Holy Spirit. And the reason I believe that and I think one of you guys said it that when you were kids, you just kind of knew stuff, you know. You, you knew when to crawl. You knew when to walk. You knew when to cry for food. You knew when to start speaking, to start talking. No one had to tell you all those things, even though sometimes the parents get in the way and try to teach you those things. But you knew those things already without having to be told those things. You had common sense, and the Holy Spirit is common sense. And it just kind of instructs us and teaches us. But because we are taken away from it and being taught by parents and taught by teachers in the wrong way, everybody is teaching us so you forget that you have the Holy Spirit to teach you. And if you notice, when the world teaches you, it teaches you the wrong thing, things that bring on pain and destruction. It feeds the ego. It doesn't really make you free. Whereas with the Holy Spirit, when he teaches you all things, he's also setting you free because it's common sense from God. Um, even when we pray, and we're going to get to that too, it says that we don't know what to pray for. But we should allow the Holy Spirit to pray for us, to allow to pray on our behalf. And he will because only the Spirit knows the Spirit of God. But we get out there and we pray because we've been taught to pray with words, and those words don't work. Have you noticed that? I have. Yes. What's the difference between a child who was born after the time Jesus brought the Holy Spirit down between... But children from the beginning of history have known how to crawl on their own and walk right. and you know how to do things. And people from the beginning of history have had their own perception about how to deal with things. There's no way to go through life with reading a book or knowing rules about everything. It's impossible. 
Right. But what's the difference between what the Holy Spirit that Jesus brought back to these guys after he left than the perception that people have had throughout history? I think that with kids, period, when we were born, we were born into sin. And I believe all, all through life we have had that God nature is with us. But because the world back then, we were born in sin because of what Adam did. So we got to, you know, we were born into bad parents. And so the parents causes us to become like them by causing us to hate them for the most part. And during that time, they didn't have a way out because uh, Christ had not come to save them from their sins. And it wasn't until Christ came that we now have a way out, which they didn't have then. And that's why you could hardly find one person on earth who uh, was not sinning. So the, the Holy Spirit is more of a spiritual savior than, a, than just a, a mental thing. that People had mental perceptions all the way through time. So that was something different that could actually, a spiritual thing, the Holy Spirit is not spirit, a, right? yeah. The Holy Spirit is not a mental, a mental perception. He is a annoying spirit. He reveals to you, and it has nothing to do with your your, your mental perception of things. Well, I don't mean what you think about things. I mean when you, you know, let's let's take some old time gladiators or something. They're fighting. They had a perception of how to fight the right way. Otherwise, they would die, and a lot of that was on the spot. It's not, not all taught. You know what I'm getting at? Not really, because most of the time you're trained to fight. I don't, I don't know you much about them. You can't train someone on everything. Let's say someone's driving in a car. Let's say they had cars before the time of Jesus, okay? <laughs> Just pretend for a minute. And you're driving a car, and you have to know when to turn, when to stop, when to move, and you can't be taught everything. It's, it's impossible. So somehow... The perception of oh, things. Oh, I know was, what you're saying. It was I always the perception of things was always with us. No, what it is, is different. Something different changed. I know what it is. Okay. What it is, God's grace is always with us, because you could not be operated from the Holy Spirit, but because God loved us, His grace is with us. That's what protects us and guides us, in hopes that we can repent and then connect with the Holy Spirit, because His grace is with us at all times. Because if it wasn't, all of us would be dead already due to sin. And we have not been operating from the Holy Spirit. Right. But his grace is with us. That's what preserves us. That's the difference. Yeah, that's the difference. That's a good question, man. Turn to uh, John 16, 12. Gennaro, I want you to read it for me. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Let me see if I have a good connection. Apologize. Do you guys read the Bible? And ladies, do you guys, ladies, you guys don't read the Bible? Say John. No, you don't read the Bible. Go right here. Uh, <laughs> you don't read the Bible. I can't hear you. No. Why not? I don't know. You don't know. You know, it's good <laughs> to read it sometimes. I know. The thing that you Absolutely. should do is pray without ceasing. You should uh, uh, read the scriptures sometimes, and you should, uh, what else you should do? You should read, pray, and observe. Be aware. I will. Yeah, you should, I recommend you start reading the Bible. Really, when you read it, you're going to get a lot from it because the Holy Spirit will bring understanding for it. All right? Okay. So Thank I, you. I recommend you read it. I'm some, you don't read it, sir? 
I'm sorry, hold on. I read the Bible. Oh, you just don't know how to find the scriptures. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Did you get it yet? My phone is kind of slow. All right. Apologize for that. Uh, I want to read it from a Jewish Bible, uh, Raymond. That's what I'm holding. Pat, you, can you read it for me? John 16, 12 through 13. I still have many things to say to you, but they would be too much for you to bear now. Oh, let me tell you this. This is when Christ was with the disciples, you know, after he returned. And he said to them, I have a lot more that I want to teach you and stuff, but I, I have to go back to the Father. And when I go back to the Father, he's going to send you the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Bring it. Go ahead, Pat. I still have many things to say to you, but they would be too much for you to bear now. However, when the spirit of truth comes, he will lead you to the complete truth, since he will not be speaking of his own accord, but will say only what he has been told, and he will re reveal to you the things to come. Yeah. One of the reasons that we're not hearing from the Holy Spirit or being taught by it, because we are grieving the Holy Spirit. And God, uh, God said, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And when you have anger, when you're judging yourself and your fellow man, when you're operating from sin, you're grieving the spirit. And that's why he's not operating in us. But we already have it. We already have it. We just have to get, we have to overcome sin so it can come about and start operating through us. And it's amazing what happens when that happens. But you got to get rid of this sin stuff. You got to stop being so judgmental. You got to stop being angry and hating yourself and other folks. Yes, Pat. It did answer part of my question, too, because it said he will reveal things to come. Yes. So if you just have basic perceptions about things, you only know what's going on right in front of right. you, or you know, someone's trying to throw a punch at you, you can move, but you don't necessarily see the future. But right. he said he was going to show us all things, which all includes things. what's going to come, too. Yeah. So. The one thing I like about the story when the Holy Spirit came upon Paul and all those guys, it said that it washed away all of their sins. It also gave them power and authority. And once they received that Holy Spirit from God, then they went about the, the earth healing people. They dealt with evil. They had great joy within themselves because they had the power and authority to do that by way of the Holy Spirit. And that's why they had to wait for it. And I haven't seen any healing going on lately. And I haven't seen great power and authority going on lately. I see that we as children of God are losing because we are not allowing that greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world to operate. I know people who are going through situ situations in life, and they go through situations like a little wimp. They cry through the situation. They worry through the situation because they don't have that spirit that will comfort them through all things, and would guide them through all things. That's why we're losing. I often say that the Christians are losing to the, to the homosexual, you know, to the homosexuals, to abortion, marriages are not working, all in the name of Jesus, and, the re and they have fear of speaking up, or they speak up at the wrong time, because they do not have that power teaching them and guiding them. That's what's missing. We are not supposed to be losing in our relationships, in our lives. We are not supposed to have fear. We're supposed to have power and authority. And because 
generations and generations of people don't see that operating, they don't really believe in God either. They just, they believe about him, but not in him because they don't see the disciples operating. Is that true or not? Anybody ever seen a real Christian heal somebody lately? And I'm not talking about those folks on TV talking about come on down and be healed. That's not it. I mean like real healing. The way we should be living. Just imagine if we are truly children of God. We are children of God that we have the power to heal the sick. We have that power, but we don't see that. We can't even heal our relationships. We can't, well, most people can't even overcome anger. But we have that in us to do. Isn't that something? Why y'all so quiet today? <laughs> it's Mother's Day. You're supposed to be happy. Mama Day is God Day, right? <laughs> but we're supposed to be doing that, but we don't see it happening. Yes, ma'am. So when you have the power, it's because you believe? You have the faith and you believe? It's the beginning, but it is, yeah. You have to have faith in God because without faith, you can't even please him. So, yes. But we got to overcome sin. We got to overcome sin, and God will do that for us if we ask. But isn't that amazing to have that kind of power in us, and we're living as though we don't have it? I mentioned earlier, I saw where a black football player came out and said he was gay, a homosexual. And today, they, uh, just last night, they picked him for a team. And the guy, like, crying and carrying on. And then he, his little boyfriend was standing next to him, and they embraced and just kissed like a man and a woman would kiss. And I'm thinking, wow, this, we, had, we have gotten to this point in America. We have, we have gotten to this point because we don't have the power of God working through us. We are losing the battles. And, of course, the president called him up and congratulated him. And I guarantee you, when it, at the next um, uh, the State of the Union address, he's going to be sitting next to Michelle. As something that's wonderful and something we should glorify. They're going to promote that. In the good old days when boys were boys and girls were girls, you could not do that kind of stuff. That would never happen. But because in the good old days, those people, for the most part, was led by what was right. And they were not afraid. And, they, and, and, and so media knew that, and everybody knew that. But they know now we're losing. We don't have any power. We would lose our jobs if we publicly said we disagree with sin. If we said that, you'll lose your job. Isn't that amazing? The people with power and authority would lose their job to the children of the devil. Uh-huh. What are y'all thinking? Yes, sir. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm more upset at um, us than them because... That's right. <clears throat> I'm more, and I'm definitely... A, my anger, if you would call that, I'm, I don't, you know, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not angry. I'm, right, I understand. Righteous anger. Righteous anger is that the pastors and the churches have become silent in the, the arena of politics. Yes. And to me that... 
back in the day when they began and were persecuted by the Romans, uh, they were they were political. They were bringing about a change everywhere, not just not right. just soup kitchens, but, That's right. but everywhere. And we've today fallen into the well where we should be separate, church and state should be separate, and that's just. I like that atheists say that because what they mean is Christians and state should be separate. Yes. But they, the atheists, and, their, and these beliefs should obviously be in the state, yeah. just not the church, which is the Christians. I'm, I grieve about what I see happening now because I just, it just, I see nothing but darkness coming up on the earth. And if it wasn't for God's grace already, I think all of us, the earth would be destroyed already. I really do. Because sin prevails now. I never hear the president calling up a person and congratulating them for overcoming sin. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I've not heard that at all. You know, I was a sinner and I went to God and I asked God to forgive me. God forgave me, no matter what it was. And now I'm a free man. And CNN and everybody hone in on that. And, and the president called up and said, congratulations, you have overcome sin. I've never heard that. And they can get away with it. That's what's so weird about it. Even the Christians now are expecting the politicians to be corrupt, to lie to us. They say, oh, I'll just vote for this one. They all lie. So I'll just vote for this one. So you're giving, you're voting somebody in that you know going to lie to you. What do you think they're going to do? They're going to lie to you. To me, it's mind-blowing what's happening. And we have this authority inside of us. We have the power. Another thing I've noticed, too, is that if a man or woman does stand up for what is right and speak the truth, then even the children of God would turn on them. They don't stand with that person. They'll turn, oh, they shouldn't have said that. That was awful. I can't believe they said that. We sound just like... Well, I don't, but most Christians sound just like the sinners. They attack the Christians for standing up. So a lot of Christians are afraid to stand up now because they know they're going to have to stand alone. All in the name of Jesus. And we got the Holy Spirit in us, and we don't have to be afraid. Uh-huh. You have a question? Hold on. Yes, sir. What, ha uh, what happened yesterday with the football player, uh, I, don't, uh, I have no anger against him. I just pity him because he, this is what he uh, choose to believe. And, th and this is what uh, he demand. Uh, he asked to be supported, uh, supported in belief. Th uh, this but Ron is right in what he said. It's our fault. You can I'm not mad at the guy on the TV. I'm not mad at CNN or anybody else who was reporting it. I'm, I'm disappointed in the children of God who is allowing this to happen because we have to get a, we're going to have to give an account for that. When you go to that pearly white gate and you ring the gate bell and, and Christ is going to send one of his angels down there to answer the, the white gate and he's going to say, yeah, what's your name? My name is Jojo. I'm like, all right. Oh, I see Jojo. So Jojo, what do you want? I want to come in. 
Well, you know, I see that you didn't do anything about homosexuality. You didn't do anything about abortion. You were afraid to speak up that time when you had a chance to help that woman be healed, but you were afraid of what they would do to you. You got to go the other way or something. We have the authority, folks. We really do. We have it all inside of us. I was going to say, uh, say that he's a perfect example of what, what, was suppo- uh, what was mentioned a long time ago. Evil will always win when good men choose to do nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. And I blame the men more so than I do the women. Because we represent Christ on earth. And when the men are weak, the family will be weak. When men are weak, the country will be weak. So I blame the men. I really do. Because women will follow good men just as a good man will follow Christ. Women will follow you. And if you stood up, they will stand up. But the men are pathetic. And I'm sorry to say, well, I'm not sorry to say this, but there is nothing worse than an angry man. And I know you just said you were angry, so I'm not talking about you personally, but if this you fit, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> An angry man is a female. An angry man is a woman. Not that you're a woman, but just mama spirit. <laughs> but an angry man is a woman. How are you going to help your wife and your children if you're angry? You try to help your wife get over her anger, but you're angry too. That doesn't work. And we don't have to be that way, guys. We can overcome this stuff. Let me go right here. But isn't that true uh, that an angry man is a woman? Let me me do this. Uh, uh, Can you hold the mic for me, uh, Stephanie, hey, Rob, go sit down, please. How do you get a woman to do a man's job? All right, go ahead. I forgot your question. Have you, am I right in that an angry man is a woman? Yeah. Have you ever argued with a man with anger? I sometimes think that they're worse than women. Isn't that something? You ever argue with an angry man? Yeah. <laughs> Tell you, you agree to? Hold on, man. I'm sorry. You agree? Totally. And why do you see? I got to get a woman on mic because they'll say, "Oh, it's just men believe that." Why you agree with me? Because I mean, if 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 two, if a woman is is arguing with an angry man and they both have the same spirit, no one gets anywhere. That's no right. one's helping anybody. No one. It's terrible. There's nothing worse than an angry man. I hate angry men. A righteous hatred. Hatred. Because <laughs> you can't get anywhere with them. And it's like a surprise when you see it because you're not expecting that, you know? There's nothing worse than an angry man. I blame men for what's happening. I really do. Because if we love what's right, if we love God with all our heart, soul, and might, and nothing else before him, then we can be that example. We are the Christ on earth. Yes, ma'am, I'm sorry. I, you know, I'm not 
<clears throat> quite sure how to address this, but you know, you could you could see a group of gay guys and whatever doing whatever they're doing right in front of you or with your kids. But you know, you walk up to them and say, "Excuse me, but I don't like that type of behavior." Right. Or something like that. Yeah. It's it's almost like do you take a chance with your life? Are you really doing that at the right time and what I mean, to me it seems like that would be the right time, but I don't have it completely in me to to say something. Now, that's a very good question. You know, because, I mean, I noticed one time there was a group of boys that were beating up on this one kid, and they just wouldn't let him go. And, I mean, he was unconscious. They were still kicking him. And something in me said, stop. I hollered, stop. And they all stopped. And I know they were shocked at that. But that's the kind of strength I want to have yes. in order to stop that's right. this kind of behavior. Because I have done it before when I've seen, like, two teenagers in a, restaurant kissing the neck and I said hey this is not right I'm gonna go tell the manager right so that but, is beautiful well, and that's why you need the Holy Spirit so you can always do t things in a timely way at the right time because if you go with your ego you're gonna do it at the wrong time and you'll get killed because yeah, some situations get killed so I you know yeah. I, I just uh, <laughs> and, and that's why you need to, we all need the Holy Spirit with us to guide us in all things so that he can prompt us to do it or not to do it but I, I, I shouldn't we be willing to just lose our life no 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 for no. what mm, well to speak up well, I don't know I know but you have to speak up when you're guided in the right way to speak up. I know a bunch of folks who just speak up all the time and, and folks hate them because they're speaking up at the wrong time about the wrong thing and they're saying the wrong things. But if you have the Holy Spirit to guide you to speak up, it would be perfect and right on time. And then, like with the, the, the uh, group of guys you're talking about, there's something that would come out of you that would put fear in them out of that one person. They would see something that you don't even know that they see. Because God is with you, all power is with you, and he will handle that for you. But if you speak up without that guiding you, they don't see uh, anything in you that can bring on fear to them. And that's where the problem would be. So you have to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Because some situations you just should not jump into. All right? Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. And is. don't let your mind tell you, oh, I'm supposed to speak up. I got to get involved. That's not it. And I've seen that happen, and it's insane. Be guided by the Holy Spirit in all things. All right? That makes sense? Uh -huh. Yeah? Okay. Let's go to... Uh, uh, Romans eight twenty six through 27 talks about the Holy Spirit will pray for us. He will weep for us. Uh, and we do not know what to pray for. Romans 8, 20 says, read that for me, Ron. This is so, uh, 26 through 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is, it, the mind, what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. 
after they did, that's so amazing. Just think about this. God loves us. God created us. And God equipped us with all things. We already have it. That is mind-blowing to me. That's how I want it. That's what I want to live by. I want that. And I know that it's come from within. So I want to get to that point where I don't have to even worry about praying. You know, I'll just be still and let the Holy Spirit intercede for me because I don't know what to pray for. God said of ourselves, we know nothing. And of ourselves, we can do nothing. And he's given us this spirit that would do it for us. What an easy way to live, huh? We can just lay back and go for the ride. I don't seem to be too happy about it, but isn't that a nice way to live when you hear about it? Just think, you could go through life just living. That your father has already equipped you with all things. To the point we don't have to worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear. Don't worry about anything. That's real love. But because we are sinners, we've been lied to, we've been deceived, we've been brainwashed, we've been taught to feed the intellect, which is the ego, we're just all messed up. And then we're messing up each generation behind us. We're just passing it on and on to each generation. No wonder we're losing. We don't know about the authority that we have. We don't know about the power that we have. But we have it, folks. We really do. And I'm going to tell you in the end how to get to this point, if you don't already know. Most of you already know, right? No? All right. Patrick, read. Uh, this is the last one. I'm sorry to give you guys all these scriptures, but this is so important because we, we are losing, folks. We really are losing. When we have the president of the United States and the first lady of the United States, a Judeo-Christian nation, calling up a sinner and congratulating them for their sins, then you know we're in trouble. On TV. And then the person grabbed the same sex on TV without any shame and kissed them with children watching. Because, you know, kids like sports too. And the parents were not expecting that. And the kids are standing there watching that happen. We have lost it. And then the folks on TV, yeah, right, on. We have truly lost it. When you can perform 1,800 abortions every day in the black community and there is no outcry about it, we're lost. In Michigan, three gay women married each other. Massachusetts, yeah, Massachusetts. Three women got married. Isn't that amazing? Three women got married. They're all married to each other. And they're all going to have a baby so they can have a family. But they have to go to some sperm bank or something to get the, the egg thing, whatever they get. And there's no outcry about it. It is fine. You have a set of twins on a TV show who, I think those guys build houses or something. They sell houses. They sell houses. And they are Christians. 
and they go out as, and uh, preach about God. They go out and preach about abortion, trying to get, you know, stand in front of abortion clinics and uh, protest against abortions. They are Christians who preach about God. They have their own TV show there. They were fired because the gays found out that they spoke out against homosexuality. They lost their show. They, have a, they don't have a right to preach about God. They don't have a right to protest against abortion or against homosexuality. But the homosexuals have a right, and they cause this man to lose his job, uh, cause those men to lose their jobs, and there's no outcry about it. And the only thing it does is put fear in other people. And we're going to get to the point that nobody's going to speak up. The sinners are taking away our livelihood. And we have the power to stop that. But we won't take a stand. We won't unite together with one, with each other, and fight that stuff back. With the football game, I guarantee you, the Christians are still going to watch the game. They're going to see the little gay boy run up and down for the ball. And they're going to watch the game and have fun and you know, because they love the ego more than they love what's right. If you don't support the football team by going to the games or watching them, they will have to start listening to us. But you don't want to give up anything. You'd rather shut down and be quiet before standing up, making a sacrifice. And until you learn not to love the things of the world, you're never going to experience the Holy Spirit. You got to give up the world, meaning that don't love it. Don't let it be more important than what's right. You got to give up the world, your relationship with the world. Otherwise, because that's why these folks can do it, because they know you're still going to support it because you're addicted to it. And then you say, oh, ain't nothing wrong with watching a little football. <laughs> and then the football team that selected this guy and other teams, the poor guy, the straight guys on there, they're not going to be able to look at this guy wrong. He's going to cry racism. He's going to sue the team. He's going to cause other players to lose their jobs, you know, playing ball. It's going to be a mess. Nothing good is going to come out of it. I would have never hired this guy because that, I think they, they chose him last, right? He was the last choice. They had nothing else to do. But that team is going to go through hell now because that boy is going to, going to cry uh, discrimination all day long. If they don't pass him the ball while running down the field, he's not, they're not passing it to him because he's gay. Let me tell you Pat first. Go ahead. Did you have your hand Yeah, um, it was amazing that Mormons were told not to have multiple wives. Yes. And then the gays and liberals were like, yeah, you can't do that. That's wrong, having all these women. And then they just turn around and have three women with a baby. So they've actually taken our rights away in an obvious way and then say, we have rights. You don't have them if you're on the straight side. Yeah. And then we accepted that. Just go along with it. And I saw an interview with them, the three ladies, and they were like, oh, we just love one another. And they were sitting together holding hands and rubbing the, the one with the baby belly. Oh, this is love. No one can tell us what love is. And I was raised, one said, I was raised in a traditional family. 
But they're like trying to, and I know they're lying. It ain't, it's not good. They catch it hell behind closed doors. But they go out there and present it like it's good. And you're right, Patrick, if it's wrong for the Mormons to have more than one wife or whatever, why, how come they can just turn around and do it and nothing is said? Because we're cowards. We've given in to the children of Satan. Isn't it amazing? You know, did you have a question? Yes, sir. Okay. Um, what I'm thinking about when I'm hearing you uh, speak, I'm thinking about re Revelation. I'm thinking um, about how that everybody was going to be, that, that, that during a certain period of time, people are going to be labeled, and you won't be able to sell right. or buy if you you're, uh, you're, have a certain symbol attached to you. And what I'm thinking about is that what, what, what the media and the left is doing right now is promoting a culture of hypersensitivity and fear and, yes. and, 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 and attempting to protect those people who are hypersensitive by going after the people who are speaking up, by you know, yes, sir. pushing fear into them. So mainly what people fear more than anything is losing their jobs. That's why they're attacking them on the commerce. Of, uh, they won't, you won't be able to buy or sell if you don't represent a certain view. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly what's happening. That's what's bringing out um, the beast, so to speak, is that people are being silenced. The so-called Christians are being silenced because they're hitting them at their pocketbook. It's amazing, it too, to see evil shut down good. Literally just, you're right, just shutting it down every day. You hear something else and something else. They're just chopping away, and the Christians are pulling back. They're pulling away, not fighting back but running. This thing with the L.A. Clipper owner, Darnold Sterling, that set the race issue back 100 years because white folks ain't going to say nothing about black people now. They're not going to, they're going to be afraid to even look at black people when they're walking down the road because that, even the mayor of, uh, of uh, Sacramento said, let, he's a black guy, let this be a lesson to all bigots that what happened to Donald Sterling can happen to you. And the bigots are white people because they have never gone after any black person or rich black people. They have only gone after rich white men and women. So that set, it, that set the race issue back 100 years because white folks are not going to say anything now about black folks. They were, now, they were, they were not saying anything before. At least the man said what he said behind his, you know, at, at home in private. He doesn't even have a right to s talk about the black folks in private. And what was sad about that situation, you had Christians taking the side of evil. They were going, oh, yeah, that was awful what he said. He should have never said that about black people. Just a, and he, this man was having an argument with his woman. Yeah. He didn't want her to be taking pictures with other guys and embarrassing him with it. She was leading him on, right? It wasn't even about racism. But the Christians jumped on board. I'm like, are you guys crazy? Don't you see who was behind this stuff? I've never known the NAACP or Jesse Jackson or any of those folks to be on the side of anything good. But they jumped on board too. I'm like, this is insane. Whatever he said, he said it behind closed doors. Now, maybe Mr. Sterling is getting what he deserved. That's between he and God, because he hadn't been to having a woman on his side anyway, because he's married, right? But that's something that 
God will work out with him. But I'm looking at the Christians jumping on the side on the same side as the evil ones, and I'm thinking, don't they know that these same people that went after Mr. Sterling would come after them now? Because they see that you're afraid of them, and that's why you're taking sides with them. They don't think you're doing it because you truly think that is right. I gotta read Patrick, read one more thing. First, did we read First Corinthians? Oh, two. 11, 12. First Corinthians. This is so good. Man, we run out of time here. Is this helping a little bit? <clears throat> First Corinthians. Uh, I love when Paul and those guys were talking about the Holy Spirit. It gave me a deeper insight of what really went on. Because I didn't know, for some reason, I didn't know that they did not have power before, beforehand. But what it was, they were going around, walking around with Jesus, and he was doing all the healing. He was doing all the, the powerful work. But when he sent that spirit back to them, they were able to do it too. And we should be able to do it as well. Christ said greater works that he did that we should be able to do as well. All right? Okay, go ahead, Patrick. After all, is there anyone who knows the qualities of anyone except his own spirit within him? And in the same way, nobody knows the qualities of God except the Spirit of God. Now, the Spirit we have received is not the Spirit of the world, but God's own Spirit, so that we may understand the lavish gifts God has given us. And, and what it's saying is that God is uh, clear only to the Holy Spirit. He's clear to the Spirit. No one but the Spirit of God knows about the things of God. And that's another reason we need the Holy Spirit. He knows about the Spirit of God, and he would teach us that too. He would show us. He would instruct us. He's there for us to reveal the things of God to us. That's his job. And so what I recommend, folks, is that in order to get this, come back to this, you got to repent. You got to get past this sin. And God's grace is good. He's holding us here, right? Because he loves us, and he wants us to start seeing that we are no good. He just wants us to see it. Don't be mad about it. Don't blame anyone else about it. But just see it, and he will do the rest. He will cause you to repent. The Holy Spirit will become real for you. Then we can start living and fighting back evil. They, they don't have power. They only have intimidation. That's why they call you names. They go after your jobs. They go after the things that are the worldly things that are important to you. And if those things are too important to you, you're not going to take a stand. And so in order to know God, we've got to change our relationship with uh, worldly things, people and places. You've got to adjust that and not let that be so important to you. Then you can hear from God and have great power. Because the good thing about it, if the sinners come after you because you're truly standing up for what is right, you don't have to worry. And you would know not to worry because God will provide for you. He'll make a way. They don't have power. They only have an illusion of power. They have intimidation. That's all they have. And if you're afraid, you're going to lose. All right, so I urge you to pray. Pray without ceasing. I urge you to be aware of thoughts 
be mindful of thoughts and read the scripture sometime. Read something that can encourage you sometime. You got to put seeking the kingdom of God first. It must be first and foremost. Otherwise, you're not going to get it. I'm out of time. Oh, I'm out of time. Donate to us. We need your support. Thank you. Oh, and happy Mother's Day again. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND.